0: Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John.
1: Thanks, Anna. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Minister's Friend Podcast. Okay, let me set up a scenario for you. You walk into a gathering, you know, maybe it's a party or a reception or something else, but you're meeting people for the very first time. You walk in and someone extends their hand in friendship to you and shakes your hand. What is one of the very first questions they ask you? After learning your name, the most American thing that they can do is to ask you, And what do you do for a living? Right? (laughs) That's because in our American society, people primarily find their identity in their role, in what they do. But that's a serious problem. Our identity drives everything—our understanding of self, our values, and more. Christians need to find their identity in Christ alone. Finding our identity in anything else is like standing on shifting sand. And that's the topic of our second installment of my interview with Pete Alwinson, founder and lead teacher of the Forge Men's Ministry in Greater Orlando. Grab a cup of coffee. And let's hop back to the sandwich shop and my discussion with Pete. It sounds like what you're saying here is that the, maybe the root of this is really an identity issue.
2: It is. Yeah, right. You're, you're, at, you're right on. Everything goes back to identity, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Look at the cars um, uh, that, that are driving in front of us. Uh, And we see stickers. Mm -hmm. Everybody's trying to show their identity, what they feel good about, what makes them feel good. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, the gospel of Jesus Christ is about identity. Who are we? Who are we in Christ? Well, as men, as you hear me say, Mm -hmm. we are the deeply beloved, redeemed sons of the Most High God. The gospel changes our identity and then our roles um, as leaders, worker providers, and warrior ambassadors. The problem is that if we don't get the keep the identity center stage, mm-hmm. then we're trying to find our identity in our leadership yeah. roles, in our work roles, or yeah. what we fight for out there. Yeah, and many men are trying to find their identity.
1: You know, I just I don't want to get us off on a tangent, but you know, the, role, the work that I do mentoring pastors. Yeah, um, it's it's been it doesn't surprise me anymore, but it surprised me a lot on the front end of this journey that I've been on that. The vast majority of pastors do not find their identity in Christ.
2: That, isn't that amazing? They
1: find their identity in being a pastor. That's right. Which is a very American thing, yep. right? Because we find our identity in our roles. Right. But if the pastor doesn't find his identity in Christ, what does that mean for the flock?
2: Oh, you hit it for the pastor. This was my issue for years and years and years. I didn't realize that I was, in a sense, using the church of Jesus Christ to find my identity. Wow. And and I had to see it and confess it to them and to say, hey, my identity in Christ. And, 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 and the gospel is for me first. Mm. Uh, and so you're, you're absolutely right. We are just like most American men mm-hmm. trying to find our mm-hmm. identity in mm-hmm. our work or what we accomplish and how thick our wallet is uh, yeah. and our successes yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So given this discipleship need mm-hmm. and the, the foundational piece of the puzzle being identity, um, what would how, what would you say or how would you how would you articulate being the most desperate need of men for the church to be addressing?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that every pastor and any pastor that will listen, I say to I say, put developing your guys into the top five priorities that you have. Mm-hmm. And and that's hard for them to do because they, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And there are other sources. We want to be a source of supporting pastors, so we have a bunch of pastors that come to forge Mm -hmm. um and and they can learn in a sense how to dialogue with their guys about discipleship Mm -hmm. and manhood Mm -hmm. issues Mm -hmm. by our ministry if if you don't know how just start meeting with your guys Mm -hmm. but put it in your top priorities i'm going to get to know my men i'm going to get to know what their issues are and then uh and then grow in your own identity in Christ. And you'll find that you will feel more comfortable with guys, pastors, mm-hmm. and then you'll be drawing them into things you do, mm-hmm. and they'll become your allies. Mm-hmm. See, a pastor that disciples and develops his guys finds that his leaders become these men who are now his allies. They're so thankful mm-hmm. that the pastor took time for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that instead of your Officers becoming your greatest source of irritation, <laughs> they become your greatest source Amen. of support.
1: Amen. And you've probably done that yourself. Well, I, you know, I'm just thinking back, reminiscing, you say, knowing my story, um, as a young pastor. Um, not really understanding this stuff because I hadn't been taught it. Yeah, right, 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 they right. Don't, they don't really teach it in seminary. That's right. And um, and accidentally, I, I mean, you and I both believe in a sovereign God, but yep uh, Accidentally discovering the work of John Eldridge, the oh, Wild, yeah. Wild at Heart series, yeah, influenced and, me too. Yep, and and taking taking the men of my church, there was. Probably a half a dozen guys. We got together. I think it was on Tuesday mornings, but it was it was a different morning of the week. And we we got up early and we got together and started with the John Eldred study. And then went through other studies. Yeah. And it, it actually turned into before it was over with leader development. Now that's I had, right. I hadn't intended that, mm-hmm. but that's really what it became. That's right. And and then, but here's the funny part: is all of a sudden a lot of those people that actually held power in that congregation started bellyaching. I was spending too much time with these people.
2: Yes. Yes, so you will get op- that. There
1: was opposition from within that's right. on something that actually was very healthy for the church because these were the up-and-coming leaders that's right. that, that ultimately one day
2: would lead the church. You're absolutely And that's 2 Timothy 2, too. The yeah, things you've exactly. learned from me yes. in trust of faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you're exactly right. Satan does not want. Pastors discipling and developing their men. And congregations all want a part of it, us. But I told people, I tell people in our membership class when they come through, I'd say, guys, you need to know, to use your phrase, Mm -hmm. full disclosure, Mm -hmm. one of my major callings is developing the men of this church. Uh, And and so I spend an inordinate amount of my time doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Wednesday night, Sunday night, officer training, uh, I, I do that, and lunches. And so you, a lot of your pastoral needs are going to be met in small groups or with other leaders. Mm-hmm. So one of
1: my concerns in this yeah. subject matter is the next generation. Yeah, right. Um, if, if the current men in the life of the church are not being discipled and mentored and trained how to do that, mm-hmm. it, it's going to get worse with each succeeding generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can we... Kind of do a both and mm-hmm. you know, reach to the reach to the men of the church now and begin to develop them but how can we make sure we're not losing that next generation yeah because it's so urgent. Powerful. It's it urgent. is it's
2: urgent yeah no you're right it's a it's a, a level a, a top level need my my input on that is that we have to do both. if you're a pastor you got to spend time with with the younger guys mm-hmm. and you've got to sort of equip your older guys to go after the younger guys Mm -hmm. and so and and that's what we're trying to do in our ministry is try to unleash more of these older guys to be our table leaders Mm -hmm. and to draw these younger guys in their churches or who they meet at work so that that but older the problem with older guys baby boomers builders Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. older than the boomers um is that we we won't do anything Unless we feel competent in doing it because we don 't want to be made out to be mm-hmm. fools, mm-hmm. Uh, right yep. I think that 's probably a male trade across <laughs> the board but so so an older guy, what we need to say to you older guys is you have a lot to offer, mm-hmm. and um, all you got to do all you got to do is uh, just just invite guys to coffee, invite guys to lunch, invite guys, and just spend time. Tell me, tell me about yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are you? What, where are you from? What do you do? What do you like? Get to know them. And then start telling your story. Start simple.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and so I think it really is a two-fold deal. Mm-hmm. And then I, but I do think that pastors have to have an intentional pathway mm-hmm. um, content-wise like you did. You started out with these guys with, with a John Eldridge manhood thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you moved them to the next step. And you said, well, I've got to give them something deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I right? started moving yeah. to theology. We
1: did. We did.
2: We, before it was over
1: with, we were actually in Wayne Grudem's systematic theology. There you
2: go. There you go. You are the man. That's, and that's, and what do they need? We, and, and so many people are um, opposed to, they want Jesus, but they don't want doctrine. They yeah. don't want yeah. theology. Yeah. Well, all teaching yeah. is, what, is doctrine. So yeah. we got to get beyond that. Yeah. We need truth. Yep. That's what develops us. Wow. So much
1: critical information. And while our current topic is about re-engaging men in the life and ministry of the Church, identity is not only a man's issue. I love Pete's comment that if we don't keep identity center stage, then we're trying to find our identity in our leadership roles, our work roles, or other things. And that is, unfortunately, what the vast majority of people do today. We find our identity in our jobs and we become workaholics. We find our identity in our families and can foster unhealthy familial relationships as we try to keep family first in our lives. We find our identity in our ethnicity and become ethnocentric, which ultimately leads to bigotry. We find our identity in a host of other things that skew our view of ourselves and of other people. Oh, Satan has been masterfully insidious in wooing humanity to find their identity in anything but the rock, Jesus Christ. For when a person finds his or her identity in Christ, everything begins to align with the heart and design of God. And Satan loses. When it comes to men and the church, Pete says that developing men has to be one of the top five priorities. It's got to be an intentional part of ministry planning, and it really should be led by the pastor. Men who are developed by their pastors tend to become strong and godly leaders, both in the church and in their homes. Pete noted that pastors who disciple and develop the men in their churches find that their leaders become allies in the ministry. Such men regularly express their gratitude that the pastor took time for them. Local congregations need to establish intentional pathways for the development of men if they want to re-engage men in the life, ministry, and mission of Jesus' Church. And For my part, I would suggest that such pathways need to begin vitally connecting with boys already in middle school, and then develop them toward confident, Christ-centered manhood. Next week, we return to my interview with Pete and we discuss the importance of knowing what we believe. The word theology may be intimidating for some, but a basic understanding of sound doctrine is non-negotiable. We're not talking about making every man in the church a seminary professor, but we are insisting that they be equipped to personally live a godly life and lead well in whatever spheres of influence God gives them. That's next time on The Minister's Friend. Hey, our podcast family is growing, and I want to thank you for letting others know about our weekly program. Your recommendation to friends, family, and others in ministry is the only way that we can expand our reach. Thanks also to those who've been sending in comments and suggestions. If you find the Minister's Friend podcast to be a blessing, would you take some time right now and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen? subscribing actually helps us a lot and if you're so inclined please also consider leaving us a review we appreciate you I'm so glad you were here with us for today's episode I hope you found the conversation with Dr. Pete insightful thank you for joining us here on the minister's friend podcast let's do this again real soon
0: you've been listening to the minister's friend podcast with pastor and author John Kimball Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimble.com. That's podcast at johnrkimble.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for his kingdom. Bye!